1: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Infuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. And it is a pleasure for you all for mm. me to be here. Mm-hmm. And running right the boards is Joey Dees.
2: I've been quarantined in the corner. Yes,
1: he has. <laughs> Get away. On today's show, we will talk with Gareth Colin... Yeah, I, I know it. him. I'm Colin Bob from Skewed Interviewed. That's sknr.net. Talking video games. We're going to talk some TV with Picard and Westworld. Maybe that more. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. of more. course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us?
3: Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. .com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts and that more oh more. yeah more <laughs> uh, but just find us on Facebook Twitter Instagram YouTube Radio.com iTunes uh, just search BJ Chase Geek Nation and boom you'll find us boom, boom. you'll boom. find us I love that.
1: boom, boom, boom. um yeah Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. If you're uh, stuck at home, hopefully you're playing some video games or maybe playing board games via Skype or uh, some other way to uh, do that. Zoom, baby! Do it in a safe way. BJ, I know you're not being able to play a whole lot of board games right now, but you are doing videos on our YouTube page. Well, doing some unboxings and trying
4: to figure out some ways to uh, make it happen. Well, you got the you know parents have the kids at home. They want to learn them. They want to teach them homeschooling, but also you want to have fun. So I'm looking for educational games that would be fun to play and you could also learn stuff as a matter of fact I do believe either today or maybe Saturday or Sunday if you're listening to this live uh, we will have another one up Vicky's editing as we speak and uh, there'll be one uh, a game called constellations which I may even give a review in a future podcast but we'll also have the video review of it as well because it could be the right game to keep your kids from driving you crazy and from <laughs> you driving them crazy that's amazing
1: so you can check that out if you just go to youtube.com bj geek nation you can find it or if you just go to bjgeeknation.com you'll find the links to uh, all of our social media yeah different uh, different ways to get a hold of us contact us time is
4: on my hands I got a lot of I got a lot of time <laughs> my hands so I can actually I get to try to be if you will like the Tom vassals or the Rodneys Ooh. or the Rados and by the way I am nowherely' I'm nowhere near as good <laughs> It's amazing when I when you try something you go wow those guys really are professional at what they do the guys who do those board game reviews on uh, online it's pretty amazing I, I have a <laughs> I have a new respect for you know Dice Tower and watch it played and Rado runs through I have a new respect for those guys it's like wow this is not easy I thought it would be it's not and when you watch it you realize. Yeah, you. It's my, like when
1: sometimes yeah. when someone says, "Hey, you," I, I talk well on the uh, yeah. with my friends. I should get on the radio or do podcasts, and I'm like, first off, I say, yes, go ahead and do podcasts if you want to because it's super fun. But also realize that you're not going to be the maestro that you may hear other people, not really us,
4: but other people, you know, as they yes. perform. Uh, but practice.
1: And BJ, that's, oh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep
4: practicing, bud, because uh, I love board games. And why not do some fun and make videos and like that? And hopefully someday I'll be uh, maybe 25 percent as good as those <laughs> gentlemen I just mentioned. Uh, one person who is great at getting news for us is Gareth von
1: Kallenbach. And we've got some video game news with him. Gareth von Collenbach joins us from Skewed and Review, That is sknr.net. So we've been talking a lot about, you know, last week was like the movies being, de- you know, dealing with the the COVID crisis and all of this other stuff. But let's just hunker down and let's talk about something that everyone can do during this time and play video games. And let's start with
5: the Borderlands 3 DLC. Okay. Well, the beautiful thing about this, this is the second of four planned uh, paid expansions for Borderlands 3. And, of course, it's available on all the formats, PC, Xbox One, PS4. And this one is called Guns, Love, and Tentacles. <laughs> and it it's quite an interesting uh, hybrid in that, so you got Hammerlock and Jacobs are getting married, and you have to go to this planet for the ceremony. And it's a mix of like this kind of, Gothic town and areas are frozen and so on and so forth. And while you're preparing for things, it turns out there's this creepy um, culty-like group with tentacle creatures and all sorts of things. And in typical Borderlands fashions, you have to go and save the day. And, of course, you go from frozen mountains, there's the big monsters, you go into the creepy towns, you go into this really unusual library, so on and so forth. And, you know, the great thing about it is they've increased the level cap like typical Borderlands. So many guns and weapons and add-ons and accessories. You can do more customization. And I won't spoil it, but let's just (laughs) say make sure you stay through the credit because a bonus thing pops up. There are some side missions as well that um, I'm actually trying to knock through some uh, campaigns for... Another game, but once I'm done with that, I will go back and uh, fiddle around with the side missions to tide me over till whenever the next one comes along.
1: These sound like a really worthwhile purchases uh, if you're really loving uh, Borderlands.
5: Yeah, it is. And, the, you know, the great thing about it is the game is fun. It's got a very long campaign. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I completed the campaign when it came out. There's still some side stuff that I haven't got to. They have all sorts of free events they put on. And then if you want, and, and it's not short. I mean, it took me, I did get hung up on one boss because for I had to do the whole thing solo. I just couldn't find anyone to match up with. Um, I got hung up on one boss fight. Once I got through that, I powered through the rest of it in a day. So that's um,
1: that's one of the things with it, the boss fights in Borderlands Three because I've had it and I I haven't completed it because I get side quest uh, you know get thrown off by doing those all the time. But it's like yeah, a lot of these bosses have mechanics, and you have to pay attention to those. Like maybe shoot the things that they're shooting at you, and you probably won't die.
5: Exactly, <laughs> you know, and that was funny because. The other bosses I got through, I think I died once on each of the other ones. Got through it no problem, including the end game boss. This one was pain, and it was just, it was like it was segmented. You had to take care of him, you had to take care of an assistant, and then there was this little, how do we put it, time leap on moving things twice, and that's where I kept goofing up. Ah. And Once I got through that, the combat was pretty straightforward, mm. and, uh, you know, I figured out a plan of, oh, get get this one before you get this one, survive the jumps, lo and behold. And once I did that, the rest of them were easy. And truthfully, I was joking with someone. I think that ridiculous over-the-top challenge of Doom Eternal actually helped out because it made this (laughs) one so much. It's like, oh, these bosses aren't nearly as bad. They're challenging, but not as bad.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Now, moving on from that, tell me a little bit about uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. We're in beta now, right?
5: Correct. It's okay. due out uh, this month, um, later this month. I want to say April 26th. Don't quite hold me to <laughs> that. But, um, you know, right now everything's changing, as you can imagine. Yeah. But it's due out. They just had the beta over the weekend. And it was originally, my understanding, it was going to be a PS4 exclusive. Because we saw it at PAX at the Sony booth, PAX West, last year. And now we found out it's going to also be available for PC, but you can only get it through the Epic Store. And, you know, that's that's going to light up some fires because, you know, how some people get upset over the paid exclusives Mm -hmm. on there. And I'm going to wait until it comes (laughs) on Steam and all of this nonsense. Um, It's it's going to be, I think, a mixed bag because it's coming out at thirty nine ninety nine. So obviously it's 20 bucks lower than your typical release. The way I look at it is. It's one of those that it's either going to be really fun or it's going to get old really quick. And it (laughs) kind of reminds me of that game Evolve. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have four hunters who can be customized, who, unlike Evolve, they have to take on AI. So, like, what they'll do is they'll give you a mission and say, um, go into this place and get the information or disrupt the cartel, whatever. There's AI bad guys that you take out. But, of course, another person plays as the Predator. Mm -hmm. And, of course, as you skill up, you're going to get more weapons, like the Predator can move from the plasma gun and his blades to getting the the, uh, combi stick. You can get the um, net gun. Apparently, I didn't see it in action, but apparently when you get higher up, you can get that disc that they had in Predator 2 that cut (laughs) everything down. Some people are saying, well, they're, they're overly powerful, and, of course, as the Um, mercenaries you can go up you can do a little bit of customization go up to like shotguns um, as a secondary weapon or grenade launcher you can find some weapons on the way and basically that's the whole thing you either you know complete your mission and escape the predator kills you you kill the predator the biggest issue i had is that it's really rough the graphics Mm -hmm. when you look at it on pc seem very dated it's a bit jerky with the gameplay mechanics And there's this part of me going, okay, how many maps are going to be in the final game? Is there going to be any kind of addition down the road like, um, hey, let's open it up and let the Predator be AI-controlled instead of player-controlled? Let's add two Predators in the game and increase the team, that sort of thing. And we're not hearing anything like that. And truthfully, I went from being all in going, okay, I'm getting this for the PS4, saying, nope, I'm not going to do that. Um, If I do play it, I will play it on the PC, but I'm kind of taking that mentality of, unless there's a review copy, I may wait, because I want to see, I enjoyed the three days, and I know it was a beta, but I was kind of getting bored after about five, six, Ooh, mission.
1: so you're and just saying so maybe it, wait and see on this one, or at least try out the beta if you can and uh, get a uh, get a head start on that and see whether or not you're uh, down for it or not.
5: Exactly. Mm-hmm, it's, yeah. it's one of these things that I think if you have a good team and you get the customization the way you want, and they smooth out the other issues, which I'm sure they will. I'm sure it'll come out and people will say, I don't like this, I don't like this. They'll patch it then it's going to be there. But I need to see a little more right now, you know, because yeah. we have no clue how many maps are coming out, any of that. So, But it was fun in the short burst uh, that I played, and I see potential there.
1: Right on, right on. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is sknr.net. Get movies, get TV news, get all sorts of video game reviews, and so much more if you head over there. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much, Gareth, again, Gareth von Kalmbach from Skewed and Review. That is SKNR.net. And if you're looking toward if you're looking forward to any video games coming out, and they're still going to be coming out, because I know stuff like Final Fantasy VII has been delayed, or maybe there's some games that you're going back to uh, buying, or maybe uh, going and playing again. Two games that actually uh, I have recently purchased because for the month of March, there was a giant sale on PlayStation 4's uh, PS4 or PlayStation Store, whatever the hell you want to call it. I mean, it's right on your thing. You can find it. Uh, I ended up buying, finally, The Last of Us Remastered, which... It's a post-apocalyptic game, so it's kind of hard to get into right now. But if that's something in your wheelhouse and you've never played it, it was a little bit cheaper. It was like 15 bucks uh, for me. Um, and if it's not on sale, it's still $20. And if you have a PlayStation 4 and you got the remastered version, it's beautiful. It is a wonderful game to check out, and I'd absolutely suggest it. You gaming on that big 4K TV? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I didn't know this. Do it. Yeah, and then another game that I bought because it was the entire series, which is Bioshock. So I got the Bioshock Bioshock. bundle. I've never played it before. My wife and I never have. So I was like, find something you've never played, and so we can either play it together, or you can just play it whenever, just give you something else to do. And you know, when I'm in your hair, you can say, I'm going to go play video
2: games. This game's totally down your alley. It's Steampunk. I know! And the third one, I got to tell you, the graphics, the CG, I don't know what they did to that game, but it still holds up now. Really. Yeah, it's such a beautiful game.
1: I got the bundle, so I got Bioshock 1, Bioshock 2, and uh, Infinite, so I'm ready to hunker down and play with that because, yeah, it's got that steampunk aesthetic. I think it'll work really well since, again, my 4K TVs and my steampunk bar. You know, Ooh. humble brag. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, let's talk some television, though. BJ, mm-hmm. we mentioned that uh, as of the recording of last week's episodes, uh, you
4: had not seen the season finale of Picard.
1: That has been remedied. Oh, has it
4: now? Yes, I think Joey Dees and I both have watched the, uh, the full season of Star Trek: Picard, which, by the way, I do believe is still free. CBS All Access is offering you an opportunity to uh, sign up, and for a, a limited time, you can watch anything they have on there, mm-hmm. including Picard. So uh, check that out if you've missed out and you know uh, d- you don't want to pay for another service, but want to do this for free. Mm-hmm. Limited time only, though. I'm sure after a month or so, they're going to say, "Yeah, get yep. Right. yep,
1: get on that." And then exactly, it's like one of those things. I think you still have to put in all your information, but I mean, if
4: you're you're worried about costs or anything, it's a free binge. Yeah, exactly. And you get to cancel and whatever. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of people totally. are doing this. I think it's great with the, with the whole virus mm-hmm. situation. So did it- we did watch it, Joey and I. And my wife, too, as a matter of fact. I have yet to get her opinion, though. Son of a gun. We haven't been able to talk. We're going to talk. It's so bizarre. She waited. She kept going, I want to wait and make it a treat and whatever. And I'm like, you're crazy, girl. I mean, as soon as that dropped, I watched.
1: <laughs> and did you love it? Because there have been, um, especially with the people as I, I've seen it a lot with, anybody who wasn't necessarily down with the Star Trek reboot have been kind of poo-pooing on Picard. And so I was just wondering how you felt about this series as a whole.
4: Yeah, I think that for me, nostalgia is huge. I am of the age that I'm at. And for me to get a resolution to the Data situation, because the last movie and the last thing we ever heard of as far as the Star Trek Next Gen cast and their whole universe was that, you know, Data saved them from Shinzon, which I just went back and rewatched Star Trek Nemesis. Uh, If you want to see Tom Hardy as a skinny guy who hardly looks recognizable, go check him out as he plays the clone of Picard in Star Trek Nemesis. It's pretty awesome. Wow. Uh, You could see that Tom Hardy was going to be a somebody. Uh, I really liked his performance in that and it was a great idea and um, but yes, uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen nemesis, but data sacrifices his life for um, the uh, the crew of the enterprise and yet uh, he is preserved to some degree in a in an inferior Android that they find earlier in that movie and sort of data's brother called B4 if you hate because he was mm-hmm. before data um, and so basically, <laughs> That that movie, I tell everybody, look, if you really, really want to go deep, watch that movie first, because that is what starts Star Trek Picard, and it really is integral to the entire series, the idea that Data is preserved somehow, which started in, in Nemesis, ah. and really is the thread through the whole thing. I loved it. I loved how they did the last episode. Lots of nostalgia for me, like the whole series, but then... I'm an older person. That nostalgia hits you when you get to be in your fifties. Yeah. But if you're a guy who just started his thirties, who grew up with Next Gen as a child, well, Joey may have a different interpretation of Star Trek: Picard. Oh, Joe. Uh, no, oh,
2: I don't there's no there. Every time I talk on this podcast, I just bash things. I feel <laughs> so bad.
4: But I just, I, uh, it's
2: I mean, it's not wrong. So, <laughs> the fight was cool. CGI was amazing. I really love that every time we go to space, it's. It, I just want to stay there, yeah. you know. Okay, and that's how I feel like about the expanse. Every time they do something with the main storyline, I really like it. It was the same thing with this show. Whenever we were on point with the storyline and we followed it, it was really good. Every time a main character sat down with another main character and they sat in a room for five minutes, I just couldn't. I couldn't watch the show because they're not talking about anything. Oh, they're like. Man, I'm really glad you came on this mission with me, Picard. Me too. How was your journey through this season? God, it was really hard. We went through a lot of hard times. I know. Really glad that you helped me reconnect with my child. And then they do it for every character. And I'm like, guys, this is a show called Star Trek Picard. I want to watch Picard in space. That's what you promised me with your title. And then they do these things. They, they created a, 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 what do you want to call it, a, an imagination tool. Like oh, I don't yeah, know if that, I could describe this to you. That, a sci-fi was, show. That,
4: that was yeah, that was definitely a stretch. No what, like a sonic it. screwdriver or
2: it, something. Almost. So yeah. they hand them this tool and they go, "You don't know how to use it, but if you can figure out and ima- imagine, you know, imagination, if you can think how to use it, it'll fix the ship for you." <laughs> Did they just like steal a bit from Hook? Yeah, like it's like oh, it's like no, use your imagination, and you can eat that food, and then it'll be real. Right, I'm not, that's line yeah. for line what they said. She goes, <laughs> well, they, they told me I should use my ina- imagination. Yeah, I don't know how to fix the reactor. Well, 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 think about how you would fix it. Okay. And he holds it up there all, and then the it doesn't. It and I'm like, ah,
4: See what what, going yeah. On? <laughs> I think that Star Trek fans are like, look, I want my magic in Lord of the Rings. I don't want my magic in Star Trek. And like, I'm like oh no, this is gonna be Lord like,
1: of the keep Treks. The force in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. You don't need Star Trek midichlorians.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cause my thing about it too is like if they had just been like, oh, the ship's broken and our high-class engineer that's very smart that we've set up through the entire series. Knows how to fix it, I would have been like, cool. Right? Right? Sweet. Why did you have to introduce this magical that's, tool? And that's usually how they've always done it.
4: Yeah. You'll yeah.
2: have Scotty, you'll have
1: Jordy, and they'll spew some sort of pseudo techno science babble. Like, it doesn't matter what goes through my ears, like when they're saying it, you're like, oh,
4: you have an answer that to is- the problem. Cool. That is a turnoff. It's interesting because I think that is a turnoff to some people, that whole techno babble that was really present in Next Gen and, yeah, and a lot yeah. in Deep Space Nine. I know that uh, that would probably bore my wife. And Joey has made an astute observation. They have removed that. They'd rather just have you think, this could happen by magic, and yet everything that they did, because they set this tool up, really, for this big, you know, not the finale, but close to the finale, where Picard's got to find a way to distract 72 Romulan warbirds. How the hell is he going to do it? With <laughs> 208,
2: I believe they actually yeah. said, in a row? Was it, oh, it was 200. Yeah, no, yeah, It was 200 something. Yeah, it was a lot.
4: And uh, so yeah. he had to find a way to distract them. How the hell is he going to distract them from destroying a planet? So they use magic when you could have used science to oh, make them no. believe they were seeing 200 of what Picard's ship was. I, right? mean, I mean, we've like, seen that
1: before. Like reverse the reverse the stealth cloaking devices even, to yeah. project as opposed yeah. to, you know, like anything.
4: But they knew that the science people would say something, so they had Picard do a throwaway line that I'm like, you shouldn't have even said it because that's not going to fix it. But it's like, she basically said, I can use this magic device and it will project all these ships and it'll make them look like the ships are there. And then guy's like, oh, uh, great. Oh, and then, you know, as if they were like, as if the writer's like, oh, the geeky people are going to be mad. Well, there'll be warp signatures as well, right? So they'll believe that they really are ships rather than projections, right? And she goes, oh, yeah. The the doctor who, I don't know, all of a sudden, she knows how to work this stupid thing. She's been an idiot the whole show, Uh, you know. Yeah, even I was like, "All right, I love this show so much. I'm going to. Just, give I you accept this, this. Fine. even though I know once Joy brings it up, I can't fight. I can't fight him on
2: this. Dude, they spend the whole episode building a beacon to summon the powerful AI to destroy everyone. Yeah, and they summon the whole beacon, and then they open the portal to quote unquote hell. And right? then yeah, Doc Ock's <laughs> arms come out. Yeah, and and, and not again, They do the stupid sci fi trope where it. The, the, the super-advanced AI tech is like a metallic squid or something. You know, they have their tentacles, and they're, oh, sweet. they're squid, squid monsters. Out. And uh. I'm looking at them like, guys... We're a little smarter now. Can we can we make it where it's an actual thing? Like it's not some sort of weird creature. Like it's an advanced AI. You've showed us that the AI are going to be a lot like humans. They're basing themselves <laughs> on you as in the show. Why is it the incredible, cool, advanced AI is not just immediately teleporting Joe, there? Because, <laughs> because
1: space squid are pretty scary. cool, man. Yeah. It just,
2: it's space me. robot squid. <laughs> I'm like, here's scary. a trope. There's a trope. Here's a trope. Yeah. There's a trope. Well,
1: so, <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that if you're older and more nostalgic you'll you'll be able to get past these but if you're a little more discerning or a little bit more nitpicky and you don't have that super love for it you may run into some issues.
4: Yeah, and at the same time, I mean, look, I I like the dialogue and the hardships that people are going through. But I remember when I was Joey's age, I wouldn't care. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> the cool thing that I want to mention, and Joey, I don't know if you knew this, but um, you know, they, they had uh, they had Data sing "Blue Skies" in uh, Troy and uh, Riker's wedding in Star Trek Nemesis. Oh, that was his gift to them. It was like, I'm going to sing you a song as your wedding gift. Then he sang "Blue Skies," and that was kind of how Star Trek Nemesis ended when the B four android made it look like well maybe there's still a piece of data in him after all because he starts whistling blue skies and at the end of the episode which uh i won't spoil the end in case you ever want to watch the series but blue skies is performed again but this time we hear a version of it done by an orchestra and a woman singing the woman singing which i think is so cool is uh the character of soji who ends up being really a daughter of Data, but she's I guess she's in musical theater, and so she oh. she was in Hamilton, which I didn't realize. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so uh, Issa Briones, um, she sang that the, the, she was the one singing on that, which I thought, that's cool. It's kind of neat, yeah. I didn't know she was singing on that, but that was really fun that she was the one singing it, considering that she's the daughter of Data. That's a nice way for, if you will, the end of the show to happen. I won't tell you what the ending is, but it was a nice, perfect ending that his daughter – basically sang the song that data got to hear right on right yeah. on
1: well uh, we'll have to see i want to get other people's thoughts on it because very divisive right
4: here um, i liked it I'm, I'm looking forward to season two i won't tell you what happened uh some people didn't like how it ended for picard himself and again i'll leave that for you to discover okay a oh, lot yeah. of controversy oh. but I, the writers intentionally wanted picard's journey from way back in with the measure of the man the first season of next gen where he defended data's right to be a human being Let's just say Picard gets to walk that walk. Oh, wow. You know, it's one thing to be able to go, I believe this person is worth defending, and they're just as valid to life as I am. And now you get to walk the walk, (laughs) Picard, at the end of this season. And that's all I'm going to say. Probably said enough anyway. Uh, Very
1: quickly, uh, reactions to Westworld. I'm still on episode one. Love it. I'll eventually get through more of it. Uh, Are you as confused as you were for the first two seasons?
4: No, you know, the funny thing is, is that they're... I'm actually less confused because I now know what's going on. Uh, I mean, it, it's a revolution, and we knew this was going mm-hmm, to happen. Mm-hmm. The confusion is, of course, why certain people were allowed to live in the and and, and basically Dolores allowing um, Bernard Bernard uh, Bernard to live. Yeah, Bernard, why why she let Bernard live because he does not agree with her plan, which is a revolution, and um, she's out in the real world. And uh, I thought for sure, like, okay, look, I mean, I love Jesse from Breaking Bad, but like, you know, why does Aaron Paul have to be here? He's a new character. And I have to say, I love this new character. And I think it's going to be awesome to see where he and Dolores go in this. Uh, so far I'm really really loving season three and it's very very different than seasons one and two. Oh, nice yes yeah,
1: nice and I do love the fact that Aaron Paul and Marshawn Lynch are in it it's kind of fun yeah um,
4: <laughs> Marshawn I, I don't know if we're going to see Marshawn again I haven't seen Marshawn since the first episode okay but he was fun yeah uh,
1: that was that, that. was just a neat little Easter egg for us up in yeah. Seattle yeah exactly <laughs> uh,
4: but oh man Th- this is I mean it's I'm actually following it you know it's funny that I'm following it though I think next week it's going Gonna, it's gonna get me confused again. I can't,
1: yeah, I can't wait to be yeah. like, we come in here and like BJ's like, I thought I was following it. Yeah.
2: And I was not at all. I do have a quick question. How do you guys like the week to week episodes as opposed to like the Netflix episodes? I actually really enjoy having to wait.
1: Uh, it's certain shows. Yes.
2: I'm okay with uh, watching it week to week.
1: Westworld, I was fine with it. Uh, Game of Thrones, I was cool with that. Uh, preacher, I was happier that I binged it because mm. it's a it, it's a bit of a slower burn. I agree with that. So it really, really depends on the show. Like, I mean, with Altered Carbon, I binged. We binged that in a week. Um, which is usually, I mean, a little bit you know uh, longer than most people would binge a show. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, it was one of those ones where I wanted to watch each one, or at least one or two or three together in a row, uh, and I didn't want to
2: wait because I did that with uh, Watchmen as well. I wanted to wait for the whole thing and then watch it, you know, a little bit slower mm-hmm. because I don't know. I feel like if I watch a show all at once or a day or even two days if I'm binging something, I don't get that feeling, you yeah. know, of like that I really watched it and enjoyed it. You're gonna pay less attention, yeah. I feel,
1: to the whole show. You'll hit all the plot points. But you might kind of zone out if you're like, well, I still got seven hours and they'll probably yeah, explain yeah. this stuff in the future. <laughs> oh, speaking of binging shows, yes. let's get to the Geek Sheet. The Geek Sheet with Vicki B. Vicky, well, I know it's Friday. Uh, m- movies?
3: Movies? Um, <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> actually has uh, the top streaming movies of right now. So what oh, people good are watching. Oh,
1: Nice, nice.
3: Uh, so right now, top of the list, Bad Boys for Life.
1: Oh, wow. Which
3: surprisingly got 77%.
1: You know what? Oh, that's Nostalgia. right. I heard that was a good movie. And I heard, yeah, I've heard a lot of people really enjoyed it. And I mean, I did like the first two. I still haven't seen this one yet, though.
3: Uh, audience score is 96. Woo! Yeah, that... so that's very surprising.
4: Well, you know, it's, again, when was the last time we saw uh, Martin? Uh, when was the last time we saw Martinin? <laughs> in? <Martinin>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when, when it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I do think he's
1: been doing a whole lot.
3: Uh, one that I've been curious to see it didn't do well in the tomato meter but the audience score gave it a better review uh, The Current War Director's Cut so this is the one uh, where Benedict Cumberbatch uh, plays Thomas Edison and Michael oh. Shannon I believe he was uh, oh. oh yeah Nicholas Holt was Nikolai Tel- uh, Tesla but Michael Shannon is in this one wow. Tom Holland
4: wow. I heard that was pretty good what's what did it get?
3: Fifty-nine percent tomato meter.
4: Oh, that's not that good.
3: Seventy-nine percent audience score. All it's right.
4: like the
1: Avengers for inventors,
3: <laughs> huh? <laughs> Something I like, like that. <laughs> uh, we also have Birds of Prey. I'm. It says streaming movies, so I'm assuming you could stream it somewhere. I'm guessing Amazon. Oh yeah, uh,
1: or like an on-demand sort of thing yeah. where you yeah, just it is pay on like, demand. Yeah, yeah. You pay ticket price essentially to go and watch it. And
3: which, by the way, I think I'm the only one in this room who has seen it. It yes. was really fun. Really? Okay I liked it. So I mean if you're just gonna be watching it at home, I very much recommend it. Sonic the Hedgehog is on this list as well. That's Yay. also I saw, I saw it on my Apple
4: TV told me I could rent that if I wanted to.
3: So you should uh, maybe check it out. Uh, I will tell you some of the uh, new TV or not excuse me uh, essential comedies to stream because I am very much for putting everyone in a good mood. Yes. office space.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Oh, yeah.
3: What We Do in the Shadows. Nice. Good one. Step Brothers, Wayne's mm. World, Hot Fuzz.
1: All righty. Coming nice. to
3: America, House Party. Uh, house
1: Party with Kid and Play? Wow. Yes,
3: <laughs> This one, I don't know what it I is. Guess. It's called Life. Um, came out in 99. Oh, that's... it's an Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy and Martin uh, Lawrence movie.
4: Oh, okay. Hey, speaking of Martin Lawrence.
3: Uh, this is Spinal Tap, Mean Girls, and Young Frankenstein.
4: Oh, Young Frankenstein. I never wow. could get into that movie. I know really? people love it. Yeah, I tried. Didn't I just, have a didn't have a love for Igor. That, that was not the Mel yeah, that was not the Mel Brooks movie for me. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. no, no. But
3: I also have I found this list of uh movie cliches everyone's just kinda tired of. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious how many of these uh you noticed and oh. that you don't like. Okay. okay. Uh how about a nineteen year old part timer at a fast food restaurant living by themselves in a luxurious two bedroom apartment downtown in a major city.
1: Yeah, it doesn't hold up. Nope, yeah. <laughs> or even a uh, Sex and yeah. the
3: City. It's like really, you're a writer, or and you're not you- eating ramen with like five other roommates in a studio apartment.
4: I
1: just think of friends,
4: yeah, that like too. all the time. Yes. I'm like, how did you get that loft? Get out of here! Yeah, we never question those things. Well, we we you just really accept didn't. it. Sure, why not? They
3: did explain it was like something to do with it, it was her grandma's and because of rent control. Uh, yeah,
1: okay, Supp- yeah, okay. Well, well take I mean, that. at least you, if you have like a flimsy excuse, yeah, no matter how flimsy, it's, it's all right, fine.
3: Or how, holes. <laughs> or how about where I can explain and then 30 minutes later there still hasn't been an explanation yeah <laughs> or on the other side of it it's like no one gives uh, the benefit of the doubt to their partner so if they walk in on something that looks like you know oh my god how could you they always storm off and uh, don't want to hear anything about it it's like
4: that's every CW show <laughs>
3: I feel like in real life, that doesn't happen. I would have been like, okay. Does it not? Explain yourself. Yeah, no. (laughs) Like, what's going on I want
4: to hear this. The worst one (laughs) was during the big crossover, the whatever, the pre-crisis, whatever, when when Arrow said, no, Supergirl, we're going to bench you. We don't need you to help us out. She was the strongest hero against a massive alien invasion. And Arrow said, I just don't know how to work with you as a teammate, so I'm going to bench you. As, because for whatever reason, I guess they couldn't get her to guest star on the, sh- the next episode, or what the hell it was. Oh. <laughs> I mean, CW does that a lot. They just have a lot of stupid things that you go, if you just had a five-second
1: conversation. Like, or just like, maybe like, I don't know, like the old movies, like shoot a dart in her neck and have her pass out or something like that for a thing. If you can't have the actress be on the show, just be, I'm going
4: to bench the oh. Most powerful person we have, uh, you call the tr- that's like the Doctor Who used to have the trip. Yeah, somebody would always get tripped and then they would get <laughs> caught and see, they'd be in jail for half the episode because they needed to fill. See, time.
1: with us, at least we're nice enough to say
4: somebody is on assignment or pooping, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: pooping, or
4: sometimes we're on a pooping assignment.
3: <laughs> uh, this one hits hard for me because we live in Seattle and parking is a bitch. Mm-hmm. no matter what crowded city or time of day it is, there were. Always be an open parking spot right exactly in front of wherever they need to be driving to. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. No, that doesn't happen.
3: Ever. Actually, Ah. it happened for me once, and I feel like I won the lottery. I'm never going to get anything like that again.
4: (laughs) That used to happen a lot in the old Batman show until you realize they kept using the same footage for every episode. You could still see the same woman walking across the street every time the Batmobile pulled up to Commissioner Gordon's. Watch it. It is hysterical every time. They they, they are
1: seriously lucky that nobody had the internet at that point in time because I don't know if you've noticed that uh, people have found water bottles in Little Women, the movie, and are freaking out, even more so than... And the time water, travelers. Yeah, that the water bottles that were found on Game of Thrones. <gasps> yeah. Coffee oh, cup. And don't oh, forget yeah, the other yeah, Starbucks cup. Cup. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> ye old Starbucks is open all the time.
3: <laughs> uh, how about when, this really bugs me, it's like asking someone out on a date, especially if you don't know them, it's like pick you up at eight, and then just leaving it, no questions there. Like, where the F do they live? Like, where? Oh, like,
1: yeah. We don't
4: need to worry about those details. Oh, no. yeah. It's like,
3: what's your <laughs> phone number? Like, you didn't ask any of this.
4: I will use my iPhone that will be coming in the future to text you that nobody knows about.
3: Or even
1: like the simple fact, like you're watching something like 24, where it's a time based show and they don't spend, you know, five minutes to go to the bathroom. Nope. You know, it's like this should be budgeted into the time of the show. Jack Bauer like, does. Jack not Bauer go has to never showered. No. Let's just no. go with there. Just I like, don't shower.
3: Speaking <laughs> of showers, people turning on the water. In the shower while standing directly underneath. That's it. a terrible idea. Who the hell yeah. does that? No,
1: yeah, you're either gonna freeze your ass well, you're yeah. gonna freeze your ass off because it's just cold water that starts. Oh yeah. yeah. Unless you're fancy. Yeah. Um, oh they or, got the, oh like the
4: insta hot. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. got the insta hot yeah. I'm not right. there yet. Okay.
3: Or how <laughs> about the meet cute where two folks bump into each other at a grocery store, end up chatting and then dating, then breaking up over a misunderstanding, then getting back together. Oh, like if someone bumps into me at the yeah, grocery yeah. store, it's like, back off, dude, pay attention. <laughs>
4: That's a trope for every love story. They Mm -hmm. get together and then they're going to split and then they got to get back together again. You know that. That's that's, that's how most most shows work.
3: (laughs) And this one I think probably tops the cake for me in the sense of annoying me. Mm -hmm. Someone who stalks their crush and not only doesn't wind up on the wrong side of an arrest warrant or a restraining order, but actually gets to be in a relationship with that person who clearly doesn't think they're a creep.
4: Hashtag John Cusack.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things where this is putting unfair expectations on on stocking, you're right. Yeah. I mean, well, stocking I- <laughs> isn't cute.
3: Knock it off.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think that's where I was supposed to go. I was trying to go with that one. Yeah. No,
4: really, we don't <laughs> want all your free gifts. You're a freak show. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Stalking is not going to work the
4: way that you see it on TV and or movies. Now, if you want to send me free gifts to where I work and then never bother me again, and they're gifts that I like, all right, we'll talk about it. But uh, they better be what I like. <laughs> Care of BJ Shea.
3: Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.